0: Good morning, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up, a little less snow on the ground this morning than perhaps what many people expected. We have continuing coverage with the most up-to-date information on weather conditions, including the latest track of the storm as it happens, accumulation totals and timing of the heaviest snow and wind conditions. Also, Hancock County Sheriff Michael Heldman will join us to give an update on road conditions and management of the storm in the county. And Findlay Mayor Christina Byrne gives an update on the city's operational response to the winter storm. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. In case you need. A reason to celebrate today, it is American Painters Day. It is also International Golden Retriever Day. I have a golden retriever. They're wonderful dogs. And today is doggy date night. So you got nothing else to do. Take your golden retriever on a on a date tonight. Uh, maybe, maybe paint them. Get, commission a painting. Your golden retriever on your date. Can take care of all of those things all at once. Maybe have some carrot cake today. It is National Carrot Cake Day, National Missing Persons Day, National Wedding Ring Day, and National Women Physicians Day. So, reason to celebrate if you need a reason other than a day off a lot of folks do have a day off be hunkered down at home not just kids but a number of businesses have closed or events have been canceled and so on and all of that can be found of course at our webpage at wfin.com goodmornings.net click on the delays the school delays list which is actually a school cancellations list, and the event cancellations list, uh, both uh, posted there, all courtesy of Blanchard Valley Health System, the Rich Chevrolet Cadillac. So um, did your were your dogs, speaking of the uh, Snowmageddon, the great Groundhog Day winter storm of 2022, were your dogs acting a little peculiar yesterday? Now, there is a reason. It is because your dog might know that the world is coming to an end before you realize it. (laughs) Dr. Cameron Carlson of the Zombie Research Society, I kid you not, says if your dog starts acting a little strange, you should get suspicious yourself. He claims that off behavior in your canine could mean that they smell the undead a mile away, maybe even before the first one rises. He also believes dogs might be able to sniff out a zombie virus way before the apocalypse has a chance to start thanks to their powerful sense of smell. And it's not just dogs. He says uh, 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 birds might change their uh, flight patterns or will avoid certain areas if an apocalypse is looming. Uh, Finally, he says the best way to survive a zombie apocalypse is to start building your survival kit now. So... I bring it up because uh, scientists have long said that uh, sometimes animals can sense uh, changes in nature quicker than humans. So if your dog was acting a little strange yesterday, might have been the storm, might be a pending zombie apocalypse, because why not? I mean, had everything else (laughs) the past couple of years, we were going to have a zombie apocalypse. Probably would happen now. So uh, on a day like today, does it make it uh, more difficult to uh, get up and uh, go through your normal exercise routine? Well, this may be some good news. The next time you lace up your sneakers and hit the gym or uh, prepare to go out for a run, even when the weather is like it is today, or maybe you're just going to work out in your living room with a workout video on your TV, The good news here, you don't need to spend more than a half hour getting your heart pumping. In fact, according to a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, all you need is about 150 minutes per week. That's all it really takes. And that breaks down to 22 minutes a day. The researchers in the study came to this magic number After reviewing data collected from over 400,000 adults, all of whom participated in the National Health Interview Study between 1997 and 2003. So, over the course of several years, literally hundreds of thousands of people, they took a close look at the data, the physical activity included in the survey data looking for exercise habits that lined up with a longer lifespan and lower odds of developing health issues. And they came up with 150 minutes a week as the sweet spot or 22 minutes a day. So there you go. Uh, I know it's it can be kind of hard to, uh, to exercise on a day like today. I mean, it's just this is not the kind of weather that is uh, conducive to to a workout. The big question is, how long will it last? You know that Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow yesterday, predicting, as tradition holds, six more weeks of winter. Uh, Now, Buckeye Chuck, the Ohio groundhog, the official groundhog of the Buckeye State, Buckeye Chuck, did not see his shadow, so he says spring will be here six weeks early. Now, of course, scientists say that a rodent is not an accurate predictor of the arrival of spring, and they may have a point, but a new survey shows that more than half of Americans actually take the groundhog's prediction as gospel. 58% say that they do believe (laughs) the groundhog's prediction, and one quarter of those say that they strongly believe in the groundhog's prediction. Really? It's strongly I mean I groundhog day to me is it's kind of fun. It's a quirky little thing and I love talking about it. But do we really believe that the groundhog can forecast the weather? You do realize that the groundhog's uh, prediction is just you know the people's there the the handlers of the groundhog actually make the prediction. Uh, Phil is not really whispering in someone's ear <laughs> whether whether he saw his shadow it doesn't really work that way you do understand that right apparently uh, quite a few people don't uh scientists say the groundhog is accurate 39% of the time which is about the reliability of a coin flip but uh don't tell that to the 2000 Americans who took part in this poll 60% of those who responded say that they love the tradition of Groundhog Day, especially considering the craziness that we've been through the past couple of years with COVID and all of that. I guess uh, there is that. By the way, speaking of COVID, I happen to see this on the uh, Newswire. Here's your uh, daily COVID story that we have to have. You know, we always have to have one of those uh, each day. Among the first things you need to know. With millions of Americans wanting tests, but coming up short, a new app, could someday soon take the place of those tests by the way uh didn't they say that the government was going to send out uh covid tests that you could didn't they open up that website a couple of weeks ago or you could uh, sign up to have uh, uh government deliver deliver you uh through the mail uh free covid tests or whatever you could order like two or three or four of them have you gotten yours yet i, I don't think we have i i don't recall seeing the covid tests. we ordered ours but i they haven't shown up yet They said they'd be in mailboxes within days. Uh, No, (laughs) haven't seen mine. Maybe somebody stole ours out of our. uh, But anyway, soon it won't matter because uh, a new app using your cell phone could. uh, Allow you to test for COVID right there on your device. How would this work? You ask. Well, scientists from uh, UC Santa Barbara. Uh, calling the discovery a potential game changer in dealing with the not only this virus, but other viruses uh, like the uh, seasonal flu and anything else. It's called Smart Lamp. It uses a small amount of saliva that is scanned by the camera on your smartphone and is interpreted then by the app. Researchers say the test boasts the speed and accuracy of the standard uh, standard antigen and PCR tests, while, of course, costing much less. The lead author of the study in the research on this, Professor Michael Mahan, said nearly half of the world's population has a smartphone, and we believe this holds exciting potential to provide fair and equal access to precision diagnostic medicine. The... I read this. The only thing that jumps out at me is they're actually saying that they want you to spit on your smartphone. (laughs) You just take some saliva and put that on your smartphone camera. Oh, sure. uh, That'll work out well with your device. I don't know. All you have to do is spit on your smartphone and you'll be all set, apparently. I don't know. But they say it works, so... Take that for what it's worth. I don't know that I would do it, but uh, when I've got a $1,000 device, I'm not going to spit all over it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, of course, uh, the other big story uh, that came out uh, yesterday, late morning, early afternoon, I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has unveiled the names of the nominees for the Class of 2022. Now, not all of these will get in. These are the nominees. And uh, it's kind of interesting. Dolly Parton and Eminem were maybe a couple that raised the most eyebrows. Uh, the others receiving nominations include Carly Simon, Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, Beck, Lionel Richie, and Dion De- De- Warwick, uh, The Eurythmics, Duran Duran, uh, heavy metal band Judas Priest, uh, and then uh, Rage Against the Machine, Devo, and a tribe A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, those aren't all of the uh, nominees, but a very eclectic uh, class, all in all. And uh, so what do you, who do you think is going to get in? I think Carly Simon, Dionne Warwick, probably a lock. They've been they've been up before and uh, have not gotten in. But I think uh, Carly Simon, Pat uh, Benatar, probably, uh, you would think will probably get in. And to be interesting, uh, Eminem, I don't know about Eminem. I mean, I know technically he's been around long enough to qualify, but I don't think of him as maybe one day a rock and roll Hall of Famer, I guess. Again, it depends on how you define rock and roll. There's so many things to consider uh, when evaluating these nominees, but there they are. So uh, I think what in March is when they announced the uh, the final or the, uh, the final selections. Yeah. So anyway, discuss amongst yourselves. There you go, some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Thursday morning started.
1: WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather, heavy snow expected at times today with a high of 22. The snow will taper off tonight. The low will be 10 with a wind chill one below. The National Weather Service says the snow is expected to continue today after starting last night and falling through the overnight hours. The storm will make travel very difficult as wind gusts of 30 miles an hour will cause blowing and drifting of the snow. Finley Mayor Christina Mearn is asking people to be patient as the city's snowplow crews work to clear the streets of the snow.
2: We will try to clear each of your roads a little bit, but we'll probably come back and have to hit them multiple times throughout the snow
1: event. The storm, of course, is causing a tremendous amount of closings and cancellations. Remember, on our website, you can find the list of the latest closings, cancellations, and road alerts. The Ohio Department of Aging is asking all Ohioans to check on older loved ones and neighbors during and after this winter storm. Checking in on older friends, relatives, and neighbors during severe weather helps them feel connected and gives people an opportunity to spot potential issues and help them get assistance if necessary. Get more winter weather safety tips on our website. With Northwest Ohio in line to get plenty of snow from the storm, the Highway Patrol will be busy helping out. Ryan Papura with the Bowling Green Post says troopers have several responsibilities during winter storms.
0: When we're out there during this snow event, we'll be out there looking for anyone who needs help, and our troopers will be out there looking at the roadways. If we find a spot that needs attention from ODOT, we give them a call.
1: On our website, you can find the latest list of closings, cancellations, and road alerts. In other news, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum in Cleveland has released its nominees to be considered for this year's class of inductees. (laughs) First-time considerations include Beck, Duran Duran, Eminem, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, and a tribe called Quest. Others eligible for votes include Pat Benatar, Devo, Eurythmics, Dion, Warwick, and Judas Priest. Fans can help influence the selections by voting online at vote.rockhall.com. Dave James on in News. And we have a link on our website where you can cast your vote get more news online anytime at WFIN.com
0: Once again, now we are joined on the line by WTOL 11 meteorologist Diane Phillips. And uh, Diane, thanks very much once again for uh, joining us uh, with an, uh, uh, the latest update here on this uh, storm. As we said uh, yesterday, I know it's very busy uh, in the uh, weather office this morning, so we appreciate you taking a few times for us, uh, a few minutes for us. Um, we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, it may be a little less snow on the ground this morning as we're waking up than what some folks. Uh, have expected but we're not out of the woods yet tell us where things stand as of right now
3: that's right we uh as we start on our thursday things may look a little bit different and uh when you went to bed i know i've been seeing uh some reports of some snow so it took a little longer to get there but mm-hmm. it did finally arrive so we are waking up uh, snow that's coming in now and we are going to continue to see that snow for um, much of our Thursday.
0: So, uh, yeah, yesterday when it finally did transition in our area, and I know up north uh, the transition happened earlier than it did uh, here in Findlay and Hancock County, but when it uh, transitioned over, uh, it didn't take very long to get that first inch or two, and then we had kind of a tapering of the snow overnight, but I, I was talking a little bit earlier. It seemed like it. It was like the eye of the storm in a hurricane, where uh, we just had this uh, this little area where we weren't getting anything, and there is much more uh, on the way.
3: Yes, that's the best way to describe it. Is almost kind of that that eye in a hurricane. We mm-hmm. had that that little bit of a lull right before sunrise, and now we're we're kind of in round two. Yesterday was round one. Now we're into round two today. Yeah. and we will have a steady snow for. Uh, like I said, much of the day, we won't really start to see that wrap up until uh, just a little bit ahead of midnight. So we're going to kind of make up for uh, the lost snow that we missed out on yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> I-, I also noticed as I was looking at the radar uh, screen, and and obviously I'm not a- an expert, so that's why we have you here. It did seem like um, we were kind of in Hancock County straddling that edge between the snow and a mix. Uh, it- what is the likelihood that not all of what we see today will be snow per se, but maybe that wintry mix that includes some rain?
3: Well, with today's system, it is going to be a little bit further south. So many of us did have that that kind of ice mix that we had to go through that transition from the liquid to the snow. But thankfully today, we should just be working with snow. That's a little bit easier to uh, get around in. It's still... travel of course when we have the snow but ice is so unforgiving sometimes so we're thankful that we don't have that to be uh, much of a concern for us
0: today speaking of which with all of the uh, rain that we got yesterday is that going to give us uh, kind of an under layer of of ice uh, underneath all that snow that we'll have to deal with once the uh, roads are plowed is it going to like uncover the ice and we have that to deal with as well
3: there's always that potential and especially with the rain that we had yesterday we Mm -hmm. weren't able to really salt much ahead so we weren't able to to do that pre-treatment so there could be a little bit of that in spots so of course be leery another thing is uh the winds you'll notice them pick up today so blowing and uh drifting snow going to be a concern and of course even though those roads could be plowed all you need is that light thin snow just kind of across the road. And as it does, it can leave a little bit of that icing. So just be careful that blowing and drifting can also not lead to just those those bumps in the roads, but can also lead to those slippery spots as well.
0: And uh, as uh, local officials have said, uh, even the roads, once they are plowed, won't take very long to maybe drift over again, and they'll have to go through multiple times in order to really get things clear. How many, uh, how many inches does it look like? Again, maybe we didn't get quite as much uh, through the course of the day yesterday or overnight as what we uh, originally anticipated, but is the storm total still looking to be about the same or where do we have that pegged right now
3: yes yeah, snow totals are looking very similar to uh what we were uh, predicting yesterday of okay. course we did see a little bit of a downgrade because of the transition taking so long but for today we're anticipating roughly seven to nine inches for okay. hancock county uh though you guys missed out yesterday like I said, we're missing out or we're going to make up for that lost time as far as our snow. So we are going to see um, a good chunk of our Thursday with that snow coming down now. And if we have at least the 12 hours, if not um, uh, maybe an hour or two more than that, we're going to be looking at Um, conditions that are going to allow for that snow to to add up. So today's kind of the the bigger snow day out of the two.
0: Yeah. So yesterday uh, we talked a little bit about what makes this uh, such a potential for a a monster storm as opposed to just your average, ordinary, run-of-the-mill winter snow event. And uh, this morning I want to ask you kind of the uh, reverse of that question, get into a little bit of the geeky science here. Coming up uh, into this over the course of the past week, there were a lot of folks who were saying, "Oh, this could be the biggest thing we've seen since the blizzard of '78." And I know that was maybe a little before your time, but uh, that is a weather event that is is studied uh, quite extensively. What makes this not that? Uh, you know, we were talking about what makes this more than just an average run of the mill storm. What makes this not quite? The the blizzard that we saw uh, back in in seventy eight.
3: Yes, when we were first getting our data that was rolling in last week, it, it was looking to be a little bit more than like you said that run of a run of the mill winter storm. And mm-hmm. even as uh, forecasts uh, come along, of course, we're given data and and we have to use you know the guidance that we have and and the data right. and kind of put that forecast together. And um, even though the system did kind of underperform from what we were um, anticipating to happen, there's always multiple elements that go into a storm. And those elements, if they don't time right, if they don't have as much water or whatever the reason be, Mm -hmm. that can alter the outcome of what we expect. And we always run that risk. and, And just like with this storm, we ran into that front just being so slow moving yeah. so it really missed out on a lot of the other good ingredients that we had for this storm they just didn't align and that was the issue that we ran into um, and then another factor is the blizzard of 78 that was more of a wind threat rather than a snow threat so mm-hmm. we were looking at two different storms from the get go but I know when you're talking double digit snow totals That always has to come back in your mind, especially if you were um, around and you have those memories from that storm.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like we had that potential. It's just we lucked out uh, in that respect uh, on the timing and maybe a a little bit of the energy was lost. The things didn't come together quite the way they could have, or perhaps we might have seen something much, much more serious.
3: Exactly. Just all the ingredients that you have to make a storm. Yeah if they line up then you can really have some some wild weather but things just did not time out and they didn't line up and i think some of us are going to be okay with that yeah i
0: was going to say i'm i'm perfectly fine with that i i think uh, we would uh, most of us would consider ourselves uh, lucky in that respect uh again uh, wtol 11 meteorologist diane phillips with us uh, this morning with the uh, latest update on the winter storm still much more of it to come through the course of the day today diane thanks very much for the update we appreciate it
3: you're welcome make sure everybody uh stay safe and uh travel slow out in the snow
0: we interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert and now today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service more or less of hancock county Veterans services now this is sweet with valentine's day coming up it's hard to get angry at this guy although he may be facing jail time Uh, Authorities say 42-year-old Alejandro Gonzalez was caught in the process of trying to rob a Target store in Hialeah, Florida. uh, When confronted by police, he said he was just thinking about robbing some flowers for my mom. (laughs) Well, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and that's a sweet thing. You should always remember your mom. (laughs) Even criminals should remember your mom on Valentine's Day. I'm just going to swipe some flowers for my mom. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, he is now facing charges of burglary and possession of burglary tools. So didn't quite work out the way he expected. Mom may have appreciated the gesture, though. I don't know. Uh, This is kind of unusual. Speaking of robbery, uh, police, the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department is currently on the hunt to find a man who broke into a vehicle, burglarized a home and and was caught on security video trying to break into a second home, all while wearing a dinosaur onesie. <laughs> the, the incidents occurred overnight on Sunday. The culprit was caught on camera wearing what appears to be a blue and yellow dinosaur onesie with a tail attached. <laughs> uh, however, the onesie was not fully zipped, and his face was caught on camera clear as day. They don't have him yet, but they've got a photo. At one point, he even appears to wave at the camera before jiggling the door handle of the other home that he was trying to break into. After realizing it's locked, he just walks away with his tail wagging. (laughs) So Nashville police are telling people to be on the lookout. (laughs) Our dumb criminal of the day... Award goes to a group of alleged truck thieves in Catoosa County, Georgia that inadvertently tipped themselves off to police when they took pictures of themselves on a cell phone left behind by the driver of the truck they stole. (laughs) So they, they stole, I can just see how this all played out. They stole the truck. They're, uh, they're driving away and saying, oh, look, hey, this uh, the driver left his cell phone. Let's take a few selfies. What they didn't realize, uh, apparently unaware, that the photos would ad- automatically be uploaded to the guy's Google account. <laughs> so all of a sudden, these photos, these selfies of the thieves start showing up in this guy's Google photos automatically. He forwarded, the, forwarded them to police who say the suspects who are all juveniles were arrested while in a different stolen truck on Monday the original stolen truck still has not been located but the criminals are in custody dum 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 uh let's see here what else is going on in the broken news this morning uh technology will get you every time Uh, Be sure, a word of advice, be sure that your uh, Apple device is uh, definitely drained of its battery before handing it over to a toddler. A couple in Michigan posted a video on Facebook showing their three-year-old's naptime conversation with a 911 operator after they allowed the toddler to play with what they thought was an inoperative Apple Watch. (laughs) Leon Hendricks posted the video saying he allowed... His child to play with a watch because it was Mickey Mouse themed, and he thought it might help him, you know, calm down, settle down, and and take his nap. His wife Andrea said she was working from home during nap time and heard an unusual conversation uh, on the baby monitor, and uh, went to investigate. The parents realized the conversation had gone on for several minutes. Uh, By the time they got in there to see what was happening, (laughs) the the child was. Conversing with the 911 operator. <laughs> they apologize to dispatchers and they say the child is still allowed to play with the watch, but only in airplane mode now. <laughs> Calling this, it's a good thing that they recognized what was going on before, you know, they had SWAT teams in their front yard and everything. That could have been really embarrassing. Definitely could have had a uh, crazier ending than that. And finally, In the broken news this morning, uh, some light moments for security officers at the Pentagon. Yes, that Pentagon, the head of the U.S. Department of Defense. Uh, Officers with the Animal Welfare League of Arlington, Virginia, had to be called in by Pentagon security on Monday morning after a chicken was found wandering around the halls (laughs) of one of the most secure buildings in the world. (laughs) <laughs> Somehow a chicken eluded security and was wandering around the Pentagon. Uh, animal welfare officials brought the bird into their shelter. They are now trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. They're also taking name suggestions for the stealthy chickens on their uh, Facebook page. And for their uh, their part, I wonder if the Pentagon security people have egg on their face. Get it? Chicken? Egg? <laughs> Anyway, that is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to us a public service, more or less. Of Hancock County Veterans Services, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.
4: WFIN Radio News. We keep you in the know with the events of our community that affect you and your family. Whenever it happens, you can count on us to fill you in with the information you need. We'll also keep you up to date with all the latest from around the Buckeye State with the help of the Ohio News Network. And we cover the nation and the world with the resources of ABC News. The information you need around the clock from your news authority. 1330 WFI.
0: WFIN.com, and now at 95.5 FM. Get to our daily download this morning, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. As we mentioned, uh, you may have heard this story yesterday. Shares of Facebook parent company Meta platforms dropped by more than 20% in a single day of trading because... Uh, the projections for subscriber growth uh, to Facebook and their other uh, associated uh, platforms uh, came in much lower than investors had anticipated. And uh, Facebook says it's because the market is so saturated with social media platforms uh, right now. Not just uh, Facebook and Instagram, but uh, WhatsApp and and, I guess WhatsApp is still uh, Facebook but uh, TikTok and Twitter and you know all of these social media platforms and the, the market is just saturated with them right now. And there is something of a revolt, it seems maybe going on. One third of Americans believe that social media has had a negative impact on society. and 42% say it has damaged our political discourse. This is according to the new American Psychiatric Association's Healthy Minds Monthly Poll. But there were some positive results related to individuals' own specific experiences with social media, which I thought was kind of interesting as well. When asked how they felt when using social media, 80% said that they were interested in what the world had to say on uh, social media. 72% said using social media uh, left them feeling connected to others. 72% uh, felt happy when they can connect with people that they know and so on. Uh, By comparison, 26% said they felt helpless when they're scrolling through social media. Some of that doom scrolling that goes on. 22% felt jealous of uh, what other people were posting, which, you know, that is... A thing as well, that's a phenomenon. People uh, presenting the best version of themselves online and can kind of filtering out uh, any of the bad stuff, and only uh, posting, you know, things like new cars, new houses, and so on, giving people an unrealistic expectation of other people's lives, and it leaves some of us feeling jealous. But when asked about social media's impact on their relationship with family and friends, 49% said it has no impact at all. 31% say it has helped. Parents asked about the effect on their children's self-esteem, Said that 46% said it didn't affect their kids' self-esteem, 23% said it helped, and 20% said it had negatively affected their child's mental health. The president of the American Psychiatric Association, Dr. Vivian Pender, said of this survey, 25 years into what almost feels like a giant psychological experiment, most Americans are interacting with social media daily, and many are concerned about its effects on mental health in society. But the medical director of the organization, Doctor Saul Levin, noted that the poll result, the poll results, poll poll results, I'll spit it out here, seem to indicate that many Americans are finding an ability to use social media in a way that it feels harmless, uh, feels harmless if not helpful uh, to their lives. So, kind of interesting in this uh, poll, some of the data about how people feel about uh, social media uh, these days uh, that I thought was uh, worth sharing. Especially in light of uh, what Facebook said yesterday, that maybe this market is uh, saturated. Maybe we're not over it. Maybe we're not, we're turning, we're not turning away from social media. Uh, but is that the next step? Who knows? Hancock County Sheriff Michael Heldman is with us on the line this morning get uh, kind of an update on where things stand uh, in the county with respect to uh, road conditions and storm management and uh, all of that. Sheriff uh, Heldman, thanks very much for uh, taking the time. First of all, um, I, before we get into uh, kind of the meat of all of this and, and where things stand, I, I would imagine that it, in the... Days leading up to and through the course of a weather event like this, especially one that has the kind of potential that this one has had, how much uh, agency interagency cooperation and communication uh, is there? I would imagine you speak quite frequently with certainly the township folks, uh, uh, city police and fire, state highway patrol, ODOT, that kind of thing.
4: Yes, uh, I've been well. Especially this week, uh, we've been kind of following the National Weather Service. Uh, They've had some webinars and so forth, updating us on what the storm was going to be doing and the track it was going to be following, and all the hype that was going along with that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we built and we started communicating as to uh, with the city and the county, talking about what is going to be happening. And uh, this morning, then uh, I. I got up early and we were listening, you know, talking to the street department, and the County uh, ro- uh, County engineer's office and, and uh, the city as to what, what is today going to bring? Yeah. Uh, that is the big thing. What, what is today going to be uh, tomorrow could be the worst day if, we get the snow and the wind.
0: You know that is a uh, that is a good point. Uh, that even when the snow event itself is over, then we still uh, have uh, perhaps hours of digging out. What are you hearing uh, from? Uh, the folks that you have spoken with uh, today and, and from your deputies uh, overnight about what the conditions are like this morning. Because we didn't get quite as much snow, perhaps, as what we expected overnight. So uh, what are the conditions as of right now?
4: You know, it's interesting because you go to the southern part of the county, you may see an inch and a half, two inches of snow. Where you go to the northern part of the county, you're going to find m- more measurable snow, maybe up into the three-inch range. Uh, we have some drifting uh, on the east west roads uh, you know nothing major. all the roads are passable and there is some roads that are getting more drifted than others, of course mm-hmm. but uh, roads are passable for the most part the townships uh, they 're out cleaning the roads the county is out, and everything is uh, moving well i 've talked to the city they have they have uh, been working with the street department the street department's been working on the streets. Their goal is to you know, hit every street at least once this morning. And then keep working it throughout the day. Yeah, depends on again depends on the snowfall.
0: Now, is that one of the things that you are concerned about heading into the day today? That uh, again, because the weather conditions are not quite uh, as bad, it's not a dire situation. As people are are getting up, that maybe they uh, get out there onto the roads, and then conditions progressively get worse and they can't get back home again, or they kind of get lulled into a false sense of security and then go out later in the day, things uh, are, are worse than they are now and maybe catch people by surprise?
4: Absolutely, because uh, you know, the forecast is we could have anywhere, I have heard, anywhere from five to seven or more inches of snow with yeah. the wind. And if that uh, would occur with the dry cold that we have now compared to yesterday, uh, this the snow is going to be blowing a lot more and a lot harder, so we're going to have a considerable drifting uh talking to the county engineer's office that uh, this morning that is one of his main concerns with the county roads township roads is to be able to keep them open overnight uh, with the drifting uh, it may be such that they will pull their people off the road, off of, you know, let them go home, get some rest, mm-hmm. shut down the cleaning of the roads for a period of time late tonight, and then come back out early in the morning and uh, work on the roads after they're hopefully. The, wind dies down,
0: yeah, that is a a good point as well. Something we have to keep in mind is kind of uh, the human resource management in all of that, trying to uh, manage uh, the the staff that you have and getting them the uh, rest and the breaks that they need, while at the same time managing uh, the weather conditions as uh, best you can. So again, it's just something that people want to keep in mind through the course of the day that conditions may deteriorate, and if you are able to get out this morning, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh that will be the case later and uh along those same lines we have a level one road advisory right now and obviously that could change
4: that's absolutely absolutely correct uh we're looking at uh you know if we see measurable snow later today in this and this afternoon uh I'll be in touch, and if we go to a level two, we'll let the public know.
0: Now, let's, uh, again, and I know we've talked about this time and time again, kind of go through what those level alert uh, things mean. I mean, level one, level two, level three, what exactly does that mean, and what do people need to know when one of those alerts is uh, uh, issued or upgraded?
4: Well, right now, the level one is a weather alert, and just letting people know that we are under a... uh, uh, the level one which makes the roads uh somewhat hazardous mm-hmm. and that they if you go out and you're going to drive be, sh- be careful and drive with extreme caution the uh, level two is a weather advisory and the roadways are getting becoming you know more hazardous with blowing drifting snow and if we only we ask that the only the people that need to travel uh, that they go out
1: mm-hmm. and
4: that they need be make sure it's necessary to be on the roadways And if we go to a level three that's the weather emergency and you know we're saying the roads are extremely hazardous Uh, employees should comply with their workplace rules and policies and they should contact their employer about reporting to work you know we've always said violators can be cited. that is true i mean if you're out here and you cause an accident because you're driving out here when you shouldn't be uh, and doing things you shouldn't be, you could be cited at that time.
0: Yeah, that, so, that in and of itself is a violation to be out in uh, those types of conditions without a good reason to be out.
4: That's correct. So, it, again, we've always said that uh, it's common sense, and we hope and ask people to use good common sense. Don't be going out unless you absolutely have to. I mean, after I've seen whatever was going on at all the grocery stores this week, there, I don't think there's any reason for anybody to be going out.
0: <laughs> that is a good point. We were saying the other day, hey, I've got my bread, my milk, my eggs, and my ding-dongs, uh, because all of there those things go. were gone uh, from the uh, store shelves. Uh, if someone does run into a situation where they uh, are out for whatever reason and do run into trouble, what's the... Uh, best advice that you can offer for someone who does uh, I- end up in a situation where uh, they've uh, encountered trouble on the roads during the course of the next uh, couple of days here?
4: Yeah. Absolutely. They should be, you know, if it's a travel and they're traveling and they're running into a situation, call 911. Uh, we'll have someone respond as soon as possible. Uh, with, with the wind and the wind chill that we're going to be having, we don't want people Sitting out in the ditch or alongside the road for yeah. any period of time whatsoever, yeah. and uh, make sure they take their cell phone and uh, you know a blanket or something. They're going very far, but uh, make sure uh, they. They call ahead to where they're going and make sure they can get there.
0: And uh, making sure that uh, people know what route you will be taking so if you don't show up, they know where to look for you is probably a good idea. absolutely. So all of those things, common sense stuff, uh, Hancock County Sheriff Michael Heldman with us this morning. The good news is that as of this morning, maybe conditions aren't quite as bad as what we had feared, but again, uh, could very well deteriorate through the course of the day. So we will continue to watch that. Sheriff Heldman, thanks very much for the update. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Of course, as we've been mentioning uh, throughout the course of not just this morning, but the past several days, whenever we have uh, school closings or business closings, cancellations uh, of events, that kind of thing, we've got it all posted on our webpage, of course, WFIN.com and GoodMornings.net, courtesy of Blanchard Valley Health System and LaRitch Chevrolet Cadillac. Uh, Finley City Schools are closed as we know, but under a remote learning day. Uh, Most area schools have closed, and even some businesses and uh, event cancellations. Again, all of that is posted on our webpage. We won't bore you with the entire list. Findlay Mayor Christina Mearn is with us this morning. Uh, Get an update on uh, city operations and the uh, overall response to the uh, winter storm. First of all, uh, Mayor Mearn, what about the uh, status of uh, uh, city operations right now? I know you are at home. Um, Pretty (laughs) much everybody uh, working from their uh, home uh setups today?
2: Uh, you know, City of Finley operations is unique because not many of our employees have the ability to work from home. So those that are able to work from home were given the option to do so kind of based off of personal preference, given that we're currently just under a level one. Right. Um, however, um other individuals that, you know, if they if they choose to stay home, then they'll have to use either time off Or make up the hours throughout the week yeah i'm currently hanging out at home working on uh you know phone calls and social media monitoring and doing all of that uh fortunately i can do that from home so for now i'm here and then we'll see how the day progresses and if i uh head into the office but our teams are definitely hard at work today
0: we were uh, talking with the uh, sheriff just a moment ago and obviously the concern is that yes even (laughs) though we are under a level one uh, condition right now that that might uh, deteriorate throughout the day based on the uh, forecast for still quite a few inches of snow and then the blowing and drifting uh, in addition to that
2: yeah that's really what i expect to have happen you know things kind of shifted back on us earlier this week. You know, we were thinking it was going to be Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Then it obviously started later on Wednesday, which has been great. And we didn't see the ice, which it was definitely the, a big concerning point that I was watching. Uh, but I would agree. I think, you know, over the, the next couple hours, we're going to see another four to six inches of snow just really steady um, and it increasing in um, pace that it's coming down. But the blowing um, and the increase in wind speeds that's going to occur this afternoon is something that we're really watching. So, you know, I think everybody needs to use good judgment. Our team has done a great job. And so far, they've actually hit all of the roads within the city of Finley once and are going to continue to go through and clear them.
0: The good news in that we didn't get quite as much snow overnight as what was anticipated actually maybe helped you get ahead of that uh, a little bit uh, (laughs) over the course of the last several hours.
2: Yeah, our team is great. So they took kind of yesterday, they left early so that their teams could all rest and not go over their hours. And then they actually came in at 3 a.m. this morning to start hitting all the roads. So they were you know, watching it yesterday um, and were prepared to come in earlier, but came in at three, were able to hit the full city so far, um, You know, getting the roads cleared so you can at least pass them. They're in relatively good condition right now, obviously you need to be cautious, um, but they're gonna continue to clear them We'll leave later this afternoon and then come back in again early tomorrow morning.
0: And uh, with respect to that, again, we talk about the potential for deteriorating conditions throughout the course of the day. I know, especially when we talk about blowing and drifting, we, we think about that in the county roads, uh, some of the back roads, um, the ones less traveled and, and the rural areas. But that can be a problem in the city as well. Again, we don't want to uh, necessarily overly alarm people, but also <laughs> you don't want to l- l- get lulled into a false sense of security this can cause an issue uh within the city as well
2: definitely you know especially with visibility depending on the level of snow that we're getting when you have kind of just all of a sudden a big gust and you can get whiteout conditions that's definitely concerning um and it just kind of can throw you off so we encourage folks you know if you don't have to go out today uh you know just kind of hunker down um if you're out and about be extra cautious give yourself a, extra space when stopping Um, be cautious around intersections. Um, so everybody just needs to use their their judgment and we'll continue to monitor the overall road conditions and and adjust as appropriate throughout the
0: day. So, uh, again, you were talking a little bit about this uh, before, touching on this, kind of go uh, into more detail of sort of the battle plan for uh, what <laughs> will happen through the course of the day today uh, as the, the snow is resumed. And it, it, again, looks like the winds are going to pick up later and so on.
2: Yeah, so our teams came in at 3 a.m., have hit the entire city once. They're gonna continue to clear the roads throughout the day. Um, And depending on the conditions, we'll continue to clear until probably 11 o'clock this evening. And then we'll go home. Well, or some of them are just stationed. We have cots at our public works building so that they can get some rest time. Um, And then they would come back in probably around 3 a.m. tomorrow morning and continue to clear the roadways.
0: And uh, behind all of this is going to be some really frigid air. Uh, Again, one of the Mm -hmm. things that we were talking about with the sheriff is that even once the snow ends, uh, it looks like uh, the hour by hour forecast has it. uh, the, The snow event actually ending later on uh, tonight, but that doesn't necessarily mean the end of the emergency in the sense that you still will have uh, some, some clearing to do, uh, some road treating, and uh, also the uh, cold air. And there was some talk about the, the potential for warming centers if we do get into mm-hmm. a, a, power, uh, a power off situation or a, a power outages and so on. Hopefully that won't happen. But again, you're making those contingencies as well.
2: Yes, we're definitely prepared for kind of all situations. Um, Fortunately, we haven't seen any power outages, but we would open warming stations at designated areas throughout the community as necessary. Um, The city mission I know has opened their doors. um, So any individuals that are, you know, needing a warm place to hang out during the day, um, you know, even if they're not wanting to stay the night there, there's also warm meals. Um, You know, we, we went around town and, you know, identified some of the folks that are living, um, you know, homeless individuals, tried Mm -hmm. to get them into warmer conditions and work with them to make sure that they were appropriately prepared. But you bring up a good point when we have really uh, cold conditions like this, um, you know, just going out and clearing your driveway or doing things like that, you really need to be bundled up. You need to take breaks often, um, you know, get inside to warm up, make sure that you are taking care of yourself. And if you're a, a younger, healthier individual, try to help some of your neighbors out um it- because, yeah, it's yeah. not just about the snow. It's about the the wind, slips, slippery conditions, and, right. and frigid temperatures. And
0: I, I know uh, that was one of the messages that you had uh, the other day, talking <laughs> about uh, helping out your neighbors, checking on elderly neighbors. I mean, oftentimes we talk about road conditions and travel in uh, winter, uh, winter storms such as this, but people can get into trouble even in their own homes, uh, in, in their driveways, so on and so forth. So there are a lot of potential dangers here.
2: Definitely. You know, and I think it's worth noting, especially given the event that occurred in Fostoria earlier this week, you know, you really need to be wise with space heaters or any other type of warming. You know, if you have a fire going, making sure that it's properly ventilated, that you don't have blankets around, um, you know, hot items, that you don't have frayed power cords. That you have working smoke detectors, um, and that you don't leave children or young individuals unattended, or um, you know space heaters running all night. Those are definitely fire hazards, and, and especially in these colder temperatures, um, you can really have quick fire events occur. Um, the other item I want to note is that our, our fire department would ask that you, know, you try to clear around your fire hydrant if you have one in front of your home. That way, if there is an emergency event, they're able to get to it quickly. i like to have about a two-foot um, clearance around the fire hydrant. Um, our plow dryers Drivers try to avoid those. um, And our fire department over the next couple of days as they're able, will start coming out to clear those if needed. Um, But if you notice that snow is getting piled up around a fire hydrant, please try to clear that.
0: Yeah. So again, uh, when we're talking about, uh, being prepared and, and working our way through this storm, uh, sensibly and wisely, it is, uh, not, not just about the roadways, although that again is where most of our attention is focused. It's about staying safe at home as well, checking on your neighbors and yeah. all of that. So, uh, everybody in this together, uh, hunkering down for, sure. for uh, whatever may, uh, may come, but it does look like the good news is that this may not be quite as, uh massive of an event as what maybe was initially feared. Uh, Findlay Mayor Christina Mearn with us this morning with an update on city operations and the response to the winter storm. Mayor Mearn, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Yep, stay warm. And that will conclude our podcast for today. Thanks again to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. Go to goodmornings.net also where you can find the latest Uh, school closing and uh, business and event cancellation info and uh, all of that Uh, the uh, links are there again goodmornings.net for the very latest information coming up tomorrow on the program as we wrap up the week the hancock county fair needs volunteers for an upcoming strategic planning focus group fair board president jeff cole will join us to talk about planning for the future of the fair So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for This Morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out, make it a good day, stay safe, we'll catch you back here tomorrow.